abstain from all appearances of evil. That is 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Neither give place to the devil. That's Ephesians 4.27. Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tom. And I'm Bryce. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, so, guys. How was your guys' week? It's good. been good. Yeah? yeah How, good. How's the baby, Bryce? She's good. Yeah. She's uh, hitting a, I forgot what Jenna calls it, a stage, I think they call it. A like, leap? Yeah, a leap. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's different terms, but she's getting to the point where when she's awake, she's about happy for 20 minutes, and then she realizes that she's awake, and then she's not happy. Um, I, I've, <laughs> yeah, I feel that, actually. Yeah. I feel that every day of my life. A lot of research, and they say it's probably just because like brain development and she's just overstimulated yeah. well, whatever but she's at that point so hopefully that's over soon but other than that she's she's great i don't know if i've ever asked you um how does it feel to be a father i mean like now that you're like almost two months away from it like how how much has your life changed uh how does it feel not as much my life hasn't changed as much as my wife has no but, no doubt yeah, like she's she's obviously not worked this whole time uh, we even talked about her not going back to work. Um, that's still up in the air right now. But, uh, you know, for me, it's, I don't know, I, the newborn babies are so mom dependent. And so she, she, her life was, you know, it's entirely different. Mine's, you know, definitely a, a little bit more <laughs> like it was just because I, I go to work eight hours a day. And then, you know, she still lets me, you know, come record podcasts and stuff like that. So oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. But it, it, it's fun. It's definitely worth it for sure being able to hold your little baby girl on your chest watch her sleep and it's crazy like yeah i don't know if i don't know if, like, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure every father feels this way but like you look at you look at her and you're like i did not know i could love this much yeah and you're exactly. like prison is just a place i'm de- like whatever like I'll, I'll kill for you like there's <laughs> yeah. no like there's nothing like nope. whatever um that's awesome dude um not not to steal anything, but speaking of kids, um, my daughter sent a video today of my grandson like standing up on his own and walking across the room. I was like, "What is there happening?" You there you go. Those milestones are everything, man. You can't even uh, imagine. Yeah, those milestones are everything. You kind of you, you start to see him be more independent and hit those yeah. hit those strides, and it's awesome. Um, how was your week, Tom? It was good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of stuff done. Still learning a lot. It's only my third weekend of the new job, yeah. so. But it's going well uh, though. Yeah, yeah, really good. Good man, good. Yeah, definitely. I know we said it before a couple of weeks, but definitely an answer to prayer. Oh, Pray, amen. praise God mm-hmm. for that. Absolutely, it's awesome. Yeah, new opportunity for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's not just us three on thinking well today. Um, in fourth chair, uh, to kind of weigh in on our subject today, um, we also have um, one of our producers um, sits in the back in the sound room, uh, become more, more of a kind of behind the scenes kind of uh, kind of guy, but definitely vital, integral to what we do here at this church on a and weekly basis. And our associate youth pastor. And our associate youth pastor. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Nicholas Dyken. how are you? What's up, guys? I'm pretty good. Good, man. Good. How was your week? It's busy. Very busy. Good busy or bad busy? It was good. Uh, Crystal and I moved. Um, wish we got everything unpacked, you know, as quickly as I wanted, but the week did not agree with me. The unpacking is almost as worse, like as as bad as the actual moving. No, yeah. the worst I mean, part about moving li- is packing, dude. Yeah, packing's packing is probably is the, the worst. worst. Yeah, I hate, I just hate all of it. I just yeah hate I'm, every single bit of it. We've been in our house for three months, and there's still stuff in the garage we haven't <laughs> touched since before we moved. And you know what, Tom? When whenever you guys move again. There'll still be stuff in the garage that you haven't touched in the garage, man. That's how it works, man. 
Um, but uh, awesome. Well, I'm glad we all had a good week. Um, this is going to be a, a, a spooky version of uh, Thinking oh, Well. Yeah. Um, kind of themed um, you know, around Halloween. Um, I know it's a few days away coming up. And uh, we wanted to kind of theme it around that. And really what we what we strive to do on this podcast is really approach any any subject matter with uh, a question right we want to we want to uh, you know try to give clarity through the lens of scripture uh, and um, the question really is what, what we kind of felt what needed to be asked was as Christians as people of God how do we engage with how do we handle Halloween as a holiday and then as sub questions is it okay to celebrate it um, is it something that we should completely abstain uh, from uh, in totality um, I know personally people on both sides of the spectrum um, but yeah no we definitely want to dive deep here um, really look at some scripture look at some things that are uh, potentially dangerous and look at some things that are uh, would definitely fall into that freedom within Christendom within Christ but um, Tom let's start with you we, we kind of talked okay. about we kind of talked about the spectrum of kind of how we were all raised around Halloween and what we were allowed to do, what our what our parents considered okay and not okay. Um, what is what was your experience as a, as a missionary kid? Um, you know, growing up um, around that environment and around a family that handled things pretty traditionally. How, how was your Halloween experience growing up? So I can remember being young and having um, like Halloween outfits. And then all the way up until probably kindergarten-ish, uh, it was okay. And then somebody published something at some time in their early 80s. Um, yes, I'm that old. Um, and all of a sudden there was kind of a, a movement that's, and it, it was probably older than what I remember, but this is what I remember. There was just one Halloween where we did not dress up and then we didn't dress up any Halloween after that. And uh, that's this isn't any condemnation for anyone who believes that way or practices that way. That's just something, again, my, just my personal experience. And so you did, and then one year you didn't? Yeah, and then we just, as of a certain year, I couldn't even tell you what year. We just didn't anymore. But you, but you remember doing it. I, I do before? remember doing it like super young. Mm, okay. Um, just because, like, I, I remember like going to a. Uh, this was actually a Baptist church uh, in Quincy, Illinois, and I remember we they had a school there at the church, and I remember going to class. Uh, I was a baker. My mom had put like the the curly mustache on my face and like grease paint. And somebody else had like an extra Superman costume because they were like Spider-Man or something. And they, had, but they had a Superman costume with them and they were like, do you want to be Superman? And back then I didn't know, they you know, well, that's DC and Marvel. We definitely don't want to mix that yeah. up. But. Back then you didn't, you didn't know that was a sin <laughs> right, right, to be right, Superman. Right. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and, and so I remember like putting on the Superman stuff. And then at the end of the day, when I gave it back, like the mustache was on the inside of the Superman mm. mask <laughs> and no longer on my face. Um, but that's how, that's why I like vividly remember like dressing up and uh even when i was i mean gosh i was man i had to have been four or five um so yeah not probably not even kindergarten yet yeah probably um, four yeah. but yeah preschool kindergarten 
age-ish. But then after that, like, no more. Mm -hmm. That was the last time I remember even wearing a costume at all. Um, and so we were raised uh, that you you did not dress up for Halloween. Um, specifically, those two verses we started with were kind of the uh, cornerstones of the belief that you shouldn't do it because of how it started and all that kind of stuff, um, which we'll get into later. But, um, just no, we'd like, we didn't hand out candy. We didn't turn the porch light on. We didn't do any of those things. And then in, when we lived in Germany, they have, it's not really like Halloween. They celebrate, um, something a little bit different called uh, Fasching where they also dress up and do the same thing. But there's like a parade that goes through town and they throw like candy out of the parade and it's, it's around the same time of year, so it's kind of Halloween-ish. But even then, like, we never dressed up for that. We would never really, like, if if us kids could sneak away with our friends when my parents didn't know about Which it. Which you guys never did, <laughs> No, obviously. I mean, I don't know. Not, not that we ever did anything like that. Right. Um, we, would, we would go do that. Um, and all the way, I mean, when I, even when I got back to the States, I, I had in my own personal life, it was like, well, no, I would never do that. Um, backslidden, you know, drinking, smoking, doing stupid stuff, but I would never, ever like, you know, celebrate <laughs> Halloween. That would be horrible. Um, and then even when I got married, like, obviously, um, I'm maybe uh, probably our listeners don't know this, but my wife wasn't raised, uh, in a Christian home. So she had always had that. And I mean, the first Halloween, my kids were old enough to dress up, right? She was like, well, we're dressing the kids up. And I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean we're dressing the kids up? Like we're, we're Baptist. We don't, we don't participate in things like that. That's, that's of the devil. Um, and she kind of, that was one of the first like instances where Crystal like put her foot down. She's like, no, we're dressing the kids up. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, well, if you're going to do that, then I'm not going to participate in it at all. And all through the time that my kids were little, I would, I'm doing air quotes here, allow um, my wife and my kids to go do Halloween stuff. But I would not participate because it's not something that I should be involved in. And then the first church uh, that we started going to that had like a trunk or treat, I was like, I know these are solid Baptists. Why are they dressing up in Halloween clothes on Halloween? Um, and so, I mean, since then I've, I've dug into it more and just come to a different understanding of it. But that was, that was my journey. Um, it all just kind of, I seriously believe that like somebody wrote a book or, um, there was some kind of movement in like the mid eighties where people were just like, Oh, you know, as Christians, we can't celebrate Halloween because of what it's based in. So your parents, it stemmed from your parents seeing this and really just making a decision within the household, which is funny because it actually extended another generation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you decided because of this uh, rule that was put in place when you were younger. Yeah. Um, now, it, you know, but, I'm going to inflict this on my kids yeah. as well. I mean, did, did I miss out? And do I blame my parents for, like, not letting me dress up in Halloween clothes? Yes. No. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think that uh, I'm scarred either no, in, in no. any, in any way, shape, or deal. form. But, um, you know, it's just something that my, my parents kind of took a stand on back then, and it bled over into my future life like you said and now i'm past it 
Do uh, you do you go ahead. a little deep question? Do you regret not participating in your kids' Halloweens? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, like when you see the tradition, I don't, I don't know how much you guys did. Like we always did, like carving pumpkins and yeah, the, was, the actual trick or treating. I mean, we'll do that this Sunday. Yeah, and then the yeah. candy out like on the floor in the mm-hmm. living room at the end. Um, well, I'd always eat the kids' candy when they got home. Yeah, of course. I just wouldn't go. You said doing the work. Yeah. yeah. yeah you <laughs> well, said well, you weren't going to participate. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, at, some like point, at some point, and actually, Crystal may not even know this. So, Crystal, if you're listening, don't hit me when we get home. Um, <laughs> at some point, it went from, oh, yeah, I just don't believe we should be doing that, um, to, I'm just going to continue to say that I don't believe we should be doing that so I don't have to go. Mm. Um, I mean that that was probably when the kids were like a lot older and yeah. Uh, at what at what age do you think that you? Uh, I because mean, by your own admission, it sounds like you got a little softer on it, and it was it wasn't more like, hey, scripturally, I don't think this is correct. It's more like, I don't really don't want to walk around for three hours yeah. uh, and do all the work that's gonna take to do this. Yeah. Um, and then it, you know. And you I did. Also I, said, I did eventually. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, at well, some then point. at some point, you 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 got you got into it and said, "Wait a minute, this isn't this this what, what I was taught traditionally. What I was taught as uh, as a as a young person um, was just a, a preference." And here we are now. And yeah. now it's a little more freedom. Um, when do you think that happened? Mm, man, like the 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 switch early to mid thirties for me. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so my kids would have been just turning teenagers probably. Do you remember why? I think it got to a point where I had, well, I, I, I don't think I'd gotten to a point in my Christian life where I was just reading my Bible a lot more. Right. And I was just, um, my relationship with the Lord had gotten better. Um, I was kind of letting him lead and and for decisions in my life and things like that. And it was one of those things like a Halloween time came along. Right. And I really started looking into it. It's like a lot of the decisions that the Lord has led me to in my life and some of the convictions and preferences that I personally have now, um, that are different from previous, um, times in my life that I just got to a point where I was like, it turned into an argument, I think, one night for me and Crystal again. And I was like, this is a stupid thing to argue about because I honestly cannot find a reason to not. Yeah. And so from that point on, it was like, okay, let's go take the kids trick-or-treating. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah, like it's part of making the um, scriptures your own, right? Yeah. It's yeah. funny, like you can really hold that to any aspect of your life, any mm-hmm. question how you're living. Um you know, hold yourself up to scripture and say, can I find this in here or can I not? Um, yeah. And we talk about it all the time. It's really kind of a staple of this podcast, right? Is this a preference or is this not, right? Am I making this a bigger deal than it needs to be? Um, and is it, inf- you know, inflicting anybody else in my life? Um, or is it really not that big of a deal? And let's, let's, let's find that out. Those are the, those are the, the right questions to ask, yeah. right? Um, well, and let's find this. To, to the point now where, uh, um, probably going to decorate my house for Halloween next year and nice. have a Halloween party at my house next Ooh, year, sinner. which everybody oh, will be man. invited to. <laughs> I'm not attending you sinner. Um, but yeah, okay. um, yeah, gotcha. that's, that's kind of where uh, yeah, complete opposite end of the spectrum. That's funny. Is, this, funny. is this something that your family still 
like uh, argues not argue about but just probably has a different view than uh, you so my bro- my brother right behind me and I will be are pro- are the only two in our family uh, that I know of that uh, kind of do the Halloween thing um, everyone else still holds that yeah I'm opinion a, of I mean there's a I would say one of my other siblings maybe two. Uh, we'll do like the trunk or treat or fall festival kind of thing where they where they dress up and it's right around the time of Halloween, um, but uh, not specifically like the Halloween thing. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it's interesting. So like you definitely um, started on, on a very one side of the spectrum, yeah. very far right spectrum, um, and you kind of ended up in the middle. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about this supposed spectrum here in a little bit, and, yeah. and kind of um, where, where I would where I would say the barriers are in in this discussion, and, and when we have to look at things of this nature. But um, okay, so that like good. What 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 was the Reeves experience for um, Halloween? Well, I mean, like you know, growing up, um, we as you know, as back as far back as I can remember, we always trick-or-treated there was never there was never anything that was like we can't do this as christians or um there was nothing that was like a conviction for my parents or my grandparents i mean on both sides um, we always encouraged it you know same thing with you know carve uh carving pumpkins and um you know we always bake the seeds it's like something we do and they're delicious um Mm -hmm. but yeah like decorating the house and, and and we make you know spookifying it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, my, my mom loves doing that um september 1st like all that stuff comes out um <laughs> not kidding either that's absolutely i'm not kidding either. that's absolute truth um so no i mean like we we always embraced it um and it was it was awesome growing up as a kid um you know like i'm the oldest of five and for a long time it was me my two brothers bryce being one of them and you know we, we all dressed up and we all went out and got candy right um mm-hmm. but it was never you know none of us ever went as like a zombie or like something gory or especially not that young. I don't, I I have a hard time remembering everything, but like we like my sister was like never a witch or like there was never like, Uh, I don't know if that's true. Okay. Maybe. But but like, (laughs) I was it when charmed was really big. I don't know. But like, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what every costume was. But like for me, like for a lot, like I was like a robot or like like, uh, I was Tony Hawk for a couple of years in a row. Cause like I loved those video games growing up. Um, a lot of it was just like another career day. It was yeah. a career day at the end of October, right? I was a cowboy or an army guy. It was awesome. Um, you get to play make believe, pretend for a night. Um, so a lot of it was in that that spirit and just having fun with your family, something to do to unify the family. Um, you know, we, my parents said we we still watch like Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. So like for example, it's like Hocus Pocus is on yeah. regularly in my in my parents' household. Um, you know, it's like a classic, right? And you know, you can look at something like that and say, okay, like three witches, uh, you know, people being rose from the dead. And you look at that and you're like, mm. you know, we're not taking it as fact. We're not right. letting it uh, and, and and you know enter and say, oh yeah, this is this is what we should be doing. Like, no, it's fun. It's 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 a it's a fun thing to do as a family and. And it brings us all together, um, you know, especially around the table, carving pumpkins. We all go out, um, the big family, you know, all the brothers get together with their wives and kids, and we all go out. And even oh, some other cool. members of the church, we all get together and we go out in uh, my parents' neighborhood and we all trick or treat. 
Um, so to answer your question, you know, I think there was, there, we definitely embraced it as a tradition, but it wasn't as like, hey, we're going to do rituals and cut our wrists and dance around a fire, right? It was... Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, w- it was, hey, as a family, this is a fun thing to do, especially when you have younger kids. This is a fun thing to do to unite the family, to get in the in the spirit of unity as a family. And um, I think for the most part, we've kept it pretty pure to that. Yeah, I mean, it was always in moderation. Like, for example, uh, our parents, they wouldn't let us watch Harry Potter growing up. Um, so th- there were some lines that was weird and they wouldn't let us cross. Yeah, so hold on, uh, just pause real quick. No, sorry. No Harry Potter, which, I mean, honestly, like, looking back, like, I'm like, meh, Harry Potter, meh. I mean, like, yeah, but we probably would have thought it was a lot cooler. Maybe it's because those, I wasn't allowed to watch it yeah. when I was a teenager. But yeah, when you see it when you're 25, you're like, ah, oh, this is all right. Wars. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings were fine. Um, I'm not saying it made sense, Tom. I'm just it saying this is, okay. this is what happened. It doesn't. Um, they have since repented from uh, from that. But um, I was going to say, I remember <laughs> Ethan bringing like Harry Potter wands to the yeah, garage sale that we have every yeah. year. It was, it was interesting because we weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter, but like Hocus Pocus would be on every single day in October. So I was like... It's funny, like our younger brother and sister, Mallory and EJ, they, they went on a huge Harry Potter yep. like stint and it, they... Like like you said, wands. They would marathon the movies, and we we gave my parents a lot of crap for that. I'll say something a lot of people don't know about me. I am also a Harry Potter fan. That doesn't like, surprise I me. I actually like that. Doesn't the surprise movies. me at all. They're not bad like, movies. I'm not like a fanboy about it, but I really like watching no, they're, them. Like they're, it's they're good one of the cinema. things that I'll yeah, go through bad. and watch yeah. every year. Yeah, no, it, they're, they're not bad. But like, like yeah, definitely. Like it's funny to see the changes between like how we were raised, yeah. being the oldest two, and then like the youngest two, uh, yeah. Mallory and EJ being. Well, now they're 17 and 18. Um, very, very different, right? Yeah, I think as a parent, like, and as a parent myself now, I get it. Like, you you learn as you go through. And y- y- it's okay to, like, hey, I think this should be a safeguard. But, like, maybe, like, after after a while, you're like, this wasn't really harmful. And my kids, you know, as you understand your kids and the development of their life, you say, okay, they can handle this. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it depends how they parent the rest of the year. You know, if, yeah. if, yep. if they're, if they help guard your faith and they tell you and they, you know, they tell you, Hey, this is just pretend this is not, you know, where, right. where do we do this for the fun, you know, and yeah. not, Hey, or what's even worse is probably saying nothing. Right. And then they'll watch yeah. the, any movies and not giving them any foundation so that the kid is just like, what do I do with this? And then they grow up with what they want to do with it. Right. Um, well, and then you see like some people, like they idolize the holiday Yeah. and it becomes more about like, who. Oh, this is this is the day where I dress up as. It's kind of there's two camps, right? Mm-hmm. This is the day where I dress up as something super prov- provocative, and yeah. right there's that whole cult thing that people do, um, and there's people who take it seriously. Like, hey, I'm gonna sit in a room with a you know with candles, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rub my crystals, and this is where I communicate. This is the day I communicate. Okay, with the probably, dead. there's probably three different sides of it. Then yeah. there's one where it's like the modest side, right? Where it's we yeah. do this for fun, yep. and it's just a family event. And there's the one, the two you said. Yeah, and it's like as I alluded to before, and I, I we'll get to Nick here in a second because I want to hear kind of how you how you were brought up in it. Um, as is the case with everything else in Christendom, we. We, we have freedom to yeah. decide what works for us personally and for our family as men. We, we are the, the protectors, the safeguard. Mm-hmm. We have to put safeguards in for our family to protect them spiritually. We have to lead them spiritually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, Tom said, we're not condemning anybody who thinks that, hey, you know what? This isn't right for my family and me personally. 
I don't know what's going on with you, your heart or your kid's heart or what your family dynamic is. Um, it's purely a preference how you handle yeah. this. Um, but no, Nick, I'd, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear about what happened maybe in your, your childhood. Because I think, I think, sorry, go ahead, Tom. Sorry, before he starts, uh, just something you said about like how your parents were like stricter on certain things when they were younger, you were younger. And then as they got, as, as you got, as they got older, right. It seemed less and less. So a lot of people will take a look at that and especially with myself, right. As well, because from my own personal testimony in, in this episode, like I started off in, on one, in one camp and then as time went on and I learned more and I studied more, like my mind changed about yeah, that. You did but, that. And, yeah. and a lot of people will look at that and see like, well, you compromised and you let your standards down over time. And I, I think we got to be really careful when we start saying stuff like that, when we start seeing somebody change their mind, because while some people, if I were changing my mind on um, salvation, right? Um, and when I was young, I believed that salvation was solely by grace through, through faith, right? And then as I got older, it doctrinally, I started believing, well, salvation has to be in, you know, um, grace and baptism, right? That would be me compromising a doctrinal standard over time. Right. But when you're talking about stuff like this that, Kyle, you've said several times is, is a preferential thing, Right. It's not so much a movement away from a standard as a compromise as it is. I think we need to start looking at th- some things like that as maturity, right? Like yep. we're ju- we're learning more, and because we're learning more, we're starting to specifically something you said, Bryce. That kind of th- that thing isn't as important as how I as how we ground our children, right? Um, 364 days out of the year, we're grounding them in faith. That means the 365th day, they're still going to be grounded in faith, but this is something that we do for fun. Yep. Um, I, I did, sorry, I didn't want to let that like moment no, no, go by. That's, that's I, great I, insight. I thought, yeah. I thought, no, it, I was, I thought it was really key to, to mention real things. quick. And then there's Nick. Yeah. So Nick, the other, the other side of it, right? We talked about, uh, what would we say, the far right? Is that what Tom Yeah, was? whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. one side of it. Yeah. One side of the spectrum, me and Kyle were kind of raised in the middle, right? There was some stuff when we were younger that my parents were like, eh, no. Uh, but Halloween was a yes, and we celebrated every single year, and it was always something we looked forward to. So here's the other side of the spectrum. Um, we know you weren't raised inside of a, a Christian home. Your parents, um, I think, are still non-believers. Is that right? My mom is now. Oh, great. Um, mm. Yeah. That's good. Um, Still working on my dad. <laughs> Getting there. We'll get him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him one day. Um, we'll get him, boys. No, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't. I didn't grow up in a Christian household, really. I think probably the most, the closest I ever got was probably Veggie Tales. Probably <laughs> okay. The Love me some Veggie Tales, man. That's a step forward. <laughs> Your songs still slap. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I w- growing up. I mean, Halloween was just you dress up whatever you wanted to dress up as and um you go out and get candy and so i mean we, we would uh i mean we would do that and then we would uh you know watch like you guys said like watch the scary movies or the halloween movies or um carving pumpkins um you, you never we never really thought much about it especially uh you know ben and i being so young i mean we didn't think a whole lot about like you know satan worship and you know rituals and all that um i even told you guys this like right before we started um like i was like four to six years old one of those years um 
I did dress up as like a cartoon devil. Um, had like the the red the red jumpsuit and the yeah. red cap with yeah. black horns. Oh uh, yes, pitchfork. Satan. Yes. Sorry. Yes. The, the funny thing right now is like I'm picturing you sitting there in a little. Yeah, like, the funny thing is, is like you I, say I still this, have it. I, think, <laughs> I, I think I can remember like walking through your old house and seeing a picture of you in that costume somewhere. I had that. I like, had that pitchfork like it, forever. It's right, jogging yeah. my memory. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, one year I did dress funny. up like that. Um, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't. I, you yeah. know, just it was a costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just you know you see that, that yeah, you pitchfork weren't, and you're like that looks cool. Yeah, you weren't red, dressing you know? up to like pledge allegiance to the you know. Yeah, tonight we're gonna go sacrifice a goat. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. But not me. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah, that's really. I mean, what it was, I. I mean, it's just, it was about as uh, commercialized as it could get. I mean, just that generic um, was, go trick-or-treating. Was, was there like a line, though, from for like a scary movie thing? Because I, I knew a lot of kids uh, growing up that um, also didn't have like Christian parents and stuff like that. And they would like let them watch like the Halloween movies around Halloween. Oh, and they were like eight or nine years old and and. It's yeah. just like, like I watched or the exorcist I, or something I've watched crazy those yeah. since then. Right. Like I'm not a big fan yeah. of the Halloween movies themselves, but, um, like, I don't know if I could have handled that kind of stuff when I was like eight or nine years oh, old. My, man. My wife, like, what in the world? And my wife didn't grow up in a Christian household and, and she was watching like the scary, scary movies young. Like, like I'm like the exorcist and yeah, like Crystal paranormal was the stuff, same yeah. way. Cause yeah, not like yeah. Halloween where it's like, oh, you know, Wait, where they no, have some like, redeeming features because like it's like the early eighties, like Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. this is terrifying. Even when I'm 25 years old, like yeah. when she was 13, you know, she was watching <laughs> wow. this kind of movies, um, which is crazy because that's that's what we were talking about, right? Like the the foundation, right? If you don't have that foundation, that's just like something people think to do in Halloween mm-hmm. like oh it's scary time we're gonna watch these scary yeah. movies and yeah well there's like no moral standard there's yeah. no objective moral standard they can say mm, let's weigh this against something here it's just um, without that foundation it's just everything goes right yeah. and it's good yeah no I was just at, like I mean we weren't growing up like you know five six years old watching like the Saw movies no you know anything. I get that um, I think it at for their mindset, it's like, do I want my kids screaming, crying all night <laughs> yeah, tonight, do I want or to do sleep? I just want to be <laughs> in bed, bed yeah. with me? <laughs> How long do I want to sleep tonight? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we weren't really seeing those movies till we were, I mean, honestly, probably like middle school or something okay. like that. Okay. All right. I can remember going to your house and watching the Paranormal Activity movies. Yeah. 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 I think because uh, your parents didn't care. My parents were like, no. But that was why we liked going to Nick's house so much because we could watch those kind of movies. Yep. Um, oh, those were, wait, Nick was your center friend? Oh, he was. Yeah, before I turned him. Yep. He was. He was a bad. That's influence. okay. Now I'm people's center friend. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it's it's an interesting premise, right? Because it's you kind of get into this conversation like, okay, well, like we've heard, you know, most sides of the spec like yeah. of the spectrum here. I believe full-heartedly that there is a line somewhere in there where um, much like everything else we've talked about on this podcast, um, it does become sinful. It does become something that we should, uh, you know, remain away from. 
um, as Christians. I, th- I think there is a line somewhere in this discussion where we're like, mm, that that's probably a bit too far and there's no profitability in that. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the question, right? Like we're, we are completely free to determine for ourselves, our hearts, our family, where the safeguards are, where the barriers are. Um, but I think those barriers, they entail these things like, okay, for me personally, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll let you guys go. But for me personally, it's like, I'm not a huge fan of being scared. Yeah. I'm not right. I don't, <laughs> I don't. And like, you guys are laughing, but like, I don't, I don't care for the like, paranormal movies. I don't care for horror movies. Um, for me personally, I I don't like the feeling of being scared. And for me, being scared is a propellant. It's a fuel to like take care of a problem. If I'm going to be scared, I want to be able to eliminate the threat of being scared. You want to shoot it. I want to shoot it, right? I, I'm going to, if I'm being actually scared, if I'm actually scared yeah. as a man and as a protector of my house, I equate that feeling with like, removing a threat mm-hmm. I don't like being scared I don't find that fun um, same thing kind of goes for like haunted houses I, I don't like going to haunted houses I think that um, this might be a hot take guys I'm just gonna say this might be a hot take but I think the simulation of gore murder uh, torture um, those things are again my opinion um, but I believe I can find it in scripture um, things that Christ saved us from And I I think that as Christians, we should stay away from things that are directly involved in what we were saved from, the sin that we were saved from, even if it's simulations of it. Um, I think I can find scriptural basis on that, but that's just where I personally fall. But in the same vein, you know, here in a few days, we're going to dress up. We're going to go trick or treating. We're going to carve pumpkins. We're going to partake in some of these festivities as a family. Um, but there's lines, right? I'm I'm not going to watch any paranormal or scary movies. I'm definitely not going to go in any haunted houses. Um, I, that's where I draw the line. For so for me, I, I'm on board. I, I have to agree with you on the haunted house thing. I don't think there's anything beneficial about putting ourselves in a situation where we have this desire to get. Um, and some people go through haunted houses and they're perfectly fine. Right. But what do we desensitize ourselves to then? Um, when you're going through a, I've been to like a haunted house and that was enough for me. And I never have gone to another one since because I just didn't, it it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Like I had no desire to like be walking through a dark room and have someone touch me on the shoulder and it not be anyone in my party. Like that's just weird and it's dark. So you don't know what's happening. Yeah. We're about to throw down in this. Yeah. Like like I spun around with a closed fist when that happened. Like that's not a, that's not how I like to feel. Um, but I, so the, you've made a good point. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? And a lot of these things that we do around Halloween time is to um, ignite a feeling of fear in ourselves. Uh, one of the things that has made horror movies like really popular, like classic jump scares, right? Um, well, why do we want to feel that way? Uh, well, we want to feel that way because it gets our adrenaline going. And when your adrenaline gets going, that feels good. Uh, it gets all kinds of endorphins pumping in your body and it's, it's, there's a release, right? Um, that being said, do I like scary movies? Uh, yeah, but for me, there is a line 
between scary and demonic. I do not like demonic movies. Now, I've seen some movies that I've gotten into without knowing like any background on them or anything like that where like at some point in the movie, I started getting like this feeling in my chest that this was too far. Uh, and I turned it off. Can you name those movies? Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I think I've seen that one. Do Hereditary. not watch it. One hundred percent Hereditary, bro. Um, that yeah, one, yeah, that, that, one. that movie. Don't, I had to go watch like the three seasons of The Chosen right after just to. Um, so I mean, and I, I won't, I won't list any more than that. But there are more than a handful of movies that I got, you know, a quarter of the way through, an eighth of the way through, halfway through, and it's just like. This isn't profitable and something like just didn't feel right. I'm not saying that like demons lived in the movie. That's not what I'm saying. But the depiction of evil in the movie crossed the line. Uh, now, there are other movies where it just deals with the demented and depraved state of humanity, um, which those aren't really horror movies to me. Those are more like thrillers where... Yeah, I'll, I'll watch those. Uh, there's a couple of TV yeah. series. That well, I, I love a good psychological yeah, thriller. Yeah, and there, yeah, are, there sure. are a couple of TV shows that um, Chris and I are actually watching right now that are kind of like haunting and uh, they're, I wouldn't say that they're demonic in any way, but they're appropriate for like Halloween season, right? And Hocus Pocus, I mean, that is also That's one a, of Crystal's favorite movies. Classic. And she just loves it and I really don't, I hate them. Um, but that's besides the point. Um but even with costumes and thing, I, I, things, I think that they're, they're, we should draw a line there too, right? Uh, to, to your point, like your parents never let you dress up as zombies. Like if we're dealing with things like death and again, demonic things, not profitable to allow our kids to dress up as. But if we're going to let our kids dress up as like Woody and Buzz, that's a different story. We're playing dress up, right? It's mm. just a specific time of year that everyone is playing dress up together. Uh, do I think that we need to have like skeletons dancing around? Uh, we're going to have a, a fall festival here in a couple of days in a, a week. Um, actually, when this podcast comes out, it'll be the next day um, here at the church. And uh, kids will show up in all kinds of costumes. Uh, is, do I think it's appropriate necessarily for somebody to show up with like a little kid with like a knife stuck through their head and this point coming out the other side? Maybe we shouldn't be depicting that. Now, if people don't know any better, right, I'm not going to condemn anyone for that. But we have to show some grace in situations like that because how else are we going to present the gospel? Uh, but yeah, those would be the lines for me, like death, uh, demonic portrayal of things. Um, do I think like Frankenstein and Dracula? No, those are like classic. Uh, and yeah, hardly those are any, just bad. Hardly anybody dresses up as that kind of stuff anymore anyway. Um, but I mean, things like that, that are more like goofy than they are uh, morbid or satanic. I don't really have a problem with things like that specifically. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be kind of where I sit on it. Um, that there is a line and the indwelling of the Holy spirit will draw that line for you. Absolutely. You'll yeah. know. And it's, it was so crazy to it, to that thought, the freedom that you have. Uh, and that's really the freedom that the Holy spirit allows you to say, Hey, this is my line. 
might be a little bit closer to something than your line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does it make me or you more holy because yours is closer to maybe the more conservative or traditional you know, lines that we talked about earlier? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, it's up to you. And I think it's up to particularly men of the family to just, you know, to discuss with their family and their wives and say, Hey, this is how we're going to raise our kids when it comes to holidays. And, you know, when it comes to, to, to Halloween, we're going to say, you know, everything that brings unity um, is, is profitable. And we want to encourage good memories with the kids. And um, we want to go trick-or-treating and do the carving uh, of the pump, uh, pumpkins and uh, giving out candy and, and doing all these things that are just really just great, fun things for kids to do. Great memories. Some of the best memories, things I actually remember um, amongst other things are like Halloween, Christmases, uh, Easter's, right? You remember these things as kids. Yeah. And um, that's great. And you should, I, I believe that you should be creating good memories with your kids. Um, but there's the other side of that. You have to protect their hearts as well. And that's where as men, as women, as a parental unit, um, you have to know your kid, right? You need to invest in your kids well enough to say, mm, I don't know if Johnny can handle this. Um, maybe we wait a couple years to expose him to Harry Potter or yeah. something or whatever, right? Um, hey, I, mm, Sally's heart, I, mm, I don't know if she can handle watching Hocus Pocus yet um, or, you know, some kind of psychological thriller or something with kind of iffy images. Um, you know, kids are super malleable, right? Um, and it's up to us to protect them, protect their hearts. Um, each kid is different. You know, I wish I could sit here and tell you, you know, something I've learned as a, as a kind of a new father, about four years into it. Um, there's no cookie cutter model manual for kids. They are all different. They're all going to be at different levels of what they can handle, what they comprehend, what's going to affect their heart, and then in turn affect how they treat others and their walk with the Lord or walk to the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, each kid is different. So that's parenthood, right? That, that's why yeah. it's hard. You have to you have to discern that. You have to wade through everything and figure out how is this kid going to operate under this kind of influence? And if it's, if it's not profitable, if it invokes any negative connotation at all, I think you got to kill it. You have to. And it's really just a more zoomed in version of what we should be doing anyway in our lives. Right. I, I think one of the key things there is the first supernatural force that you introduce your kids to should be God. Amen. Yeah. If they can understand that God is um, omnipotent above all things and that there is nothing that they will ever see depicted on TV or that will happen in real life that God will not be able to control or be in control of, when they get to a point where they can understand that and they have a really good grasp on that because we've led them there, then maybe at that point, it's okay to say, okay, you have a really good grasp on God. Let's, you, we can watch Hocus Pocus together and you tell me what's silly about it. Yeah. Right. Hey, how does this make you feel? Yeah. Yeah. But, and to that too, I think as adults, we have to be very conscious of that as well, because Kyle, your heart's not going to be able to handle the stuff that my heart's going to be able to handle and vice versa. Right. Like maybe my heart can't handle some of the stuff that your heart can handle. And 
I agree that as fathers, we have to protect our children according to our best knowledge. And if we can't handle something, then we better make sure that our kids aren't being exposed to it. And that's the different levels of maturity and um, to a point also conviction. Like my parents from a different era, maybe their hearts couldn't handle that thing. And so they guarded me from that because they knew they had to be guarded from that. Um, and, and I think as parents, those are the kind of decisions that you have to make is just, am I going to guard my kids from this because I guard myself from it? Or am I in a place where I'm confident that I can maturely help my kids assess these things and then it'd be okay. Um, but it's a, it's a difficult line and being indwelt by the Holy Spirit is what we should be relying on and not, I don't know, a book or somebody else's opinion because the Holy Spirit at the end of the day will be like, mm, that's not for you. You'll feel it. Yeah. And it's just so crazy how it's, it's so different mm-hmm. from person to person, family to family and kid to kid. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we're not saying it's easy. This, uh, this Christian life that we're supposed to, to live, uh, with honor and, uh, love for the Lord isn't easy. Um, it, it actually is quite the opposite. Christ said, it's, it's going to be hard. Um, but right, just putting in the work with you and your family. Make sure your heart's right first on it, um, and then that that that'll that'll overflow into your marriage, into how you run your household. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of room there. There's a ton of freedom, and uh, definitely wouldn't condemn anybody right for doing anything. Um, we all have our our preferences and our boundaries. Um, the only thing I would say to that is, you know, I think there's some things that Christ did save us from that we shouldn't engage in. Yeah. Right. When we talk about like a spirit of fear, um, you know, it reminds you of like, like second Timothy, right. Where he's saying like, you know, second Timothy, like one seven, where he's saying for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, it's going to come down to how you, how you process it in your heart and your mind. But if, if, if engaging in these activities at a haunted house or watching some of these paranormal, uh, demonic shows or, or movies, um, if that, gives you a spirit of fear and if that gives you anything but a sound of mind okay well maybe just saying maybe um maybe you should examine that in your life and say is this profitable and and then what kind of person are you right is is this something that uh you know if you have some kind of like an addictive personality or if you have a hard time um with some of these things and it's, it's, it's bleeding over to how you treat people and your kids and your coworkers and your church family. Um, if it's affecting you like that, I hate to say it, but I, th- I think you have your answer. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, what does that mean? Because like, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but like personally, you know, and so I guess let's switch more to the adults here, right? So like kids and how you raise your kids, um, I think you can draw a little bit more of a definitive line as far as what to expose them to. And, you know, it, it's a little bit more clear on yeah, that end. Yeah. But when you're an adult, what's okay to expose yourself to, right? Is it okay to go to these haunted houses? Like, is it wrong to watch all these scary movies? Like, you know, is there a right and wrong? So you, you say the spirit of fear. The reason most people like these kind of things is because the adrenaline rush and the the chemicals it releases in your body and it's fun. It's it's a it's a rush. It's it's fun, right? Yeah. 
What about skydiving? What about the base jumping? That's the same thing, right? I would say do that rather than go to haunted house. But like, what's the difference? Like, as far as the spirit of fear, that's terrifying, right? Is that wrong? If you're, I mean, that's that's why people like skydiving. It's it's a good question. It's a good question. So, like, so so what draws that line? I I guess I would just say it's, um, like it's just it's kind of where your heart's at, you know. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna watch a scary movie like it it's like where's your mind at if you're being exposed to all these things if you're jumping out of a plane skydiving to the earth what is the purpose of that is it just have the adrenaline yeah, is the it motivation a, behind it yeah it's like what what's the motive what what yeah. are your intentions behind it because i'll say this right you take that example of skydiving okay well, wh- why are you doing it are you addicted to that and like you know adrenaline rush the same way that probably self-consciously you're addicted to being scared or you find it pleasurable, you like that. Would that um, be wrong? Well, let me let me say this. If you're putting it before your walk with Christ... Yeah, I mean... If it's affecting your walk with Christ, then absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that right? makes sense. Uh, but, but I guess, what does that look like in the spirit of Halloween? So, I don't have all the answers, but I have an answer. Uh, speaking specifically of, like, the skydiving or a roller coaster or something that's, like, a, a thing where you're... Something innocent, but it's yeah, still the same. But, but it's still a fear, yeah. right? So if I liked skydiving because it scared me a little bit, and first of all, why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane? That just makes no sense Oh, to I want me. to. I want I would to so bad. Never, it'd be so fun. ever, ever do that. I think I could do it, Tom. I would I rather, it would, it I would would rather so fly fun. the plane. That would be fun. Um, but... So you went skydiving and you like it and you're like, Hey, next time, Hey Kyle, next time you need, you should go with me, man. It's a lot of fun. And so we go and it is fun and it's awesome. But then Kyle wants to go next weekend. No, I'm good, man. Like I, I, maybe, maybe in a few months or something like that, I'll go again. And Kyle's like, no man, I got to go. And he goes. And then Kyle wants to go the next weekend again and the next weekend again. And then he wants to do two jumps in one day. And like he's he's allowing this um, this feeling to like govern portions of his life. Like he's not spending t- as much time with his family anymore because he would rather be like experiencing this feeling. So that experience, while the experience in and of itself is not wrong, when he starts to chase after that, then it becomes a problem. In the setting of Halloween and scary movies, I would say this. If you can sit and watch a scary movie and you're like, you get done with it and you're like, whew, that one was, that one was a tough one. Like there wasn't anything demonic in it, but it was a little it, like it, it had a couple of good jump scares and you actually like, there were a couple of points where you're like hanging on to your, to your blanket on the couch a little tight. Cause you were just anticipating what was going to happen next. Is there anything wrong with that? I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that, but if you woke up in the middle of the night because you were in a scene from that movie in a dream, now it's affecting your heart. And maybe then maybe tomorrow night you don't watch a movie like that. And if your if your soul is having a problem with that, and you keep having recurring dreams, or it's affecting your sleep, or you keep thinking about like, and it becomes like an obsessive thing for your for for you, or it's affecting your soul at some level. Because if you're having a dream involving a scary movie that you watched, it's gotten deeper into you than you ever want to let anything get in. Um, so I. I would say for me, that would be where the line was, would be like, if I'm done with the scary movie and it stays there and it never plays a role again in my life, 
Um, but every Halloween or scary movie time, I like to go back like once a year and like watch it again, just because I like the scares in that movie. And it's, it's been a while. So I've forgotten like, Oh, that part was really good. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that there would be a problem with that, but if it's one of those things where I watch it and then like, it kind of consumes a little bit of my life for three or four days and it, every now and then I'll have like dreams where I'm in the scary movie and like I wake up and I'm, I'm, I'm a little petrified. Um, then I would say that that's an issue, right? Like your heart isn't handling that well. Um, but I, I don't think anybody can give a definitive answer on, well, what scary movies are good to watch and what scary movies aren't good to watch. It comes down to the individual. Yeah. If you're saved, the Holy spirit will let you know in the moment, Hey, this this isn't, yeah, you shouldn't be watching this. Um, it's the same feeling that I get when I'm like watching a movie and a nudity scene comes through. And instead of like, you'll have somewhere it's just kind of a flash across the screen, right? And it's gone. And then there's somewhere it's like kind of uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch any more of this movie. Um, it's, it's the same kind of thing for me. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit at some point in our life will guide you away from that. Now, less mature Christians may not have that. Right. So maybe they need to guard themselves a little more, especially if they had a problem with uh, if they were saved as adults and they had a problem with scary movies when they were younger or when they were an unsaved adult. Then those are things that they should probably avoid. But we've all got our weaknesses. Um, There are certain things that I have to avoid um, from being a backslidden Christian that I could very easily fall into like that. So I avoid them completely. For sure. Um, But it, it. Kyle said it a couple of times. It's like an individual thing. You can't just level set a ruling and a standard. You can, but then you run into what we've talked about many, many times on this, where all of a sudden we've set this standard that we say applies to everyone, but other people don't have a problem with it and other people do. So you've really got to kind of, one of the key terms that I've liked that I've heard is individual soul liberty, right? Um, it all comes down to what you can handle in the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it sounds like there's, it's all on a personal level, what you can handle and I would you know, so. what, yeah. Yeah. You know, what the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. So one other question, um, and this is something you said earlier about zombies and the depiction of death uh, and, and gore. Now I could totally, I think anyone can see the line between like gore um, and how that is probably not okay, uh, you know, and like, you know, th- that makes sense. But let's say, uh, not even a kid, let's say that you have like your, your teenager, you know, your kid Alexis, she's 14 years old and she's like, hey dad, I want to be a zombie for this Halloween. Like mm-hmm. not, not anything crazy, just like, hey, green, brown face paint, torn up clothes. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like a, like a zombie, like nothing crazy. Is that wrong? I wouldn't say so. You got to look at the in, the individual instance, right? So it's the so same it's, thing individually, if, right? Yeah. You look like, at the context. If, if that's the context of what the zombie is going to be, how is that any different than like an army guy with face paint with tattered clothes? I mean, like, like what, what I'm saying is like the appearance that you're presenting mm-hmm. um, isn't overly gory. It doesn't depict death um, to the full. Uh, maybe a little bit, but it, you're not like over the top with it. With uh, maybe with the blood the gory, the torture, these are the things, right? The evil things that God saved us from. Um, as I mentioned, uh, death, uh, 
demon possession, um, torture, right? Things that are explicitly uh, presented in that way. I have personally an issue with that, right? And I don't, I, I don't like engaging in that um, if I don't have to. But it's all about how you do it, right? I mean, if that's as far as it goes, like, hey, like, yeah, we're going to put some face paint on. We're going to, you know, tatter some clothes up and she's going to walk with her arms out slowly. Whatever. What, okay, well, we have little kids in the church that play zombie all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. right? Like yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. They're not. They don't have face paint on or everything. But at least once a Wednesday night, I hear I'm a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I'm not a morning person. I hate getting out of bed. I feel like a zombie most mornings. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> what were okay. you gonna say, Bryce? Same scenario. What if Alexis is you know a little bit younger? She's seen Hocus Pocus, and she's like, "Hey, Dad." I want to be a witch this Halloween. She's going to listen to this and be like, why pick it on yeah, me? Poor <laughs> well, you, you have a, I could have said Ashton, I guess. She, no, Alexis I mean, I've had, so I, I've had some of these, some of these conversations um, with them as adults. So the witch thing, right? Um, I'm of the opinion and I can state biblical truth for it that uh, as we've mentioned once already, God is omnipotent. I'm not going to fear something that he has power over. Now, what does that mean that I'm going to let Alexis practice witchcraft? Um, <laughs> I, I think you'd be really surprised that most witches don't look like what they're depicted yeah. in most Hollywood movies. Uh, Wicked Witch of the West, like that's not really what witches look like. She just happened like... The costume department happened to think that by design, um, a nice pointy hat would look really good on a on a witch. Um, and yeah, traditionally, ter- traditionally from, from yeah from from history, like that's that's what it, it was depicted as. Um, you you look at a lot of like actual practicing witches today, and you they wouldn't look any different than any of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's not necessarily again to me. Uh, now, at 13 years old, wh- at the age that I was when she was 13 years old, I would have been like, absolutely not. You're, <laughs> you, we, we don't worship the devil in this house. Um, but today, I would be of the opinion it's like anything else. It's a costume. Um, as long as she, you know, you knew that she knew that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, search, it's like what I let her. Dr- what I, if, she's, if she can handle it. Yeah. Right. Would I let her dress up as Hermione Granger? Why not? Um it, it wasn't she a witch like um so i i yeah, don't know i i wasn't allowed to watch star wars or harry potter so i don't know <laughs> um, who's hermione yeah, who's, yeah. yeah i love lord of the rings oh you guys um no but i said that that would be where i sat on it today um but when she was 13 i would probably be completely in the other direction like no first of all just be glad that i'm letting you go trick-or-treating with your mom but you're definitely not dressing up as a witch yeah Um, Yeah. it's so crazy like a lot of these questions it's just it's really like depending on the kid right yeah like where their heart at where's their heart at like i doubt any little girl even if they're 13 years old is going to be like ooh. Now I'm a witch on uh, October 31st, so I'm gonna get some candy. But afterwards, we're gonna light some candles. We're gonna do a séance, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a potion, and we're gonna we're gonna try to raise the spirits. Yeah. No, like that's not happening. Like now, if it is, 
That's that's the problem. Yeah, there's a different parenting so, problem. Yeah, you probably have a bigger problem if that's year. happening so in your if, household. If I know that even now, right? And let's say let's say Lex was 13 right now, and I know that she had just recently, within the last week, watched the movie The Craft, which depicts witches as having all kinds of power, and it it was. I wouldn't call it necessarily demonic, demonic, but it's not something that I would want my daughter to emulate. But if I knew that she wanted to dress up like one of the witches in that movie because she saw that movie in order to emulate the kind of power that they were depicting in that movie, that would be a hard no for me. Yeah. Um, Just she's internalizing it. Yes, because of the purpose of it and behind it, right? Yep. But... If she wanted to dress up like the Wicked Witch of the West and she had not watched any movie like that recently, or maybe even she had just watched The Wizard of Oz. Um, sure, honey, go ahead. That's yeah. cool. I mean, there was a good witch in that movie of the North. <clears throat> yeah. Glinda. Glinda. Whose power was bubbles, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. There's a TikTok about that, too. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> Are you going to sit here and tell me I'm wrong? She came down in a bubble. <laughs> That's one of my favorite videos. <laughs> Love to send that to you, Tom. It's great. Uh, it's great. But it's like I, two grown men arguing about how that movie played out. Like two grown men. Like getting heated about an like argument. Yelling about at each other. The, the witches in that movie. Which is kind of funny that y'all brought that up. I could not sleep facing a window until I was like 13 years old because I would glass. have dreams that the wicked witch of the west would go by the window <laughs> on her broom on her broomstick like yeah. i'm not kidding like I'll i would face you, away precious. from the window and pull my covers up like over my head to where only my face was showing oh man i, I used to do that it was it was more about like thunderstorms and stuff when that would happen like what i would do is i'd, I'd pull it over and then like you know how like if you're wearing a hoodie and you pull the strings really tight mm-hmm. it, you kind of get like a a cone, vision, yeah. cone where uh-huh. like only your mouth is yeah. it was like that just enough so I could breathe, yep. but I couldn't see anything and, and feel anything. But, um, <laughs> so, hey, just in saying that, like, maybe The Wizard of Oz was not something I should have been able to watch at an impressionable age to where it affected me all the way up until, like, almost my teen years, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yet, that was something that I was allowed to watch. That's also a good, good point. What, what you were able to handle, may not, your kid may not be able to handle. Yep. Right. So if your parents are like, yeah, you can watch Wizard of Oz, no problem. Like it was fine for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, right? Because your kid may not react yeah. the same. So that's that's a good it's, point too. It's going to require you to be a, a pretty hands-on. It's so hard. It, it's you're going to have to observe a lot, and you're going to you're going to have to figure out. I mean, it's not easy. You're going to have to figure out how what how kids operate, how your kids operate, and how they're different. Because your oldest might be able to handle it, um, and your youngest might be maybe a little more sensitive and yeah. like nowhere close right scared of windows yep scared of windows and and can't face them well it's like the world is going to put so much devotion into your kids even if you don't put any into it yeah because it's like i mean i i mean i grew up on harry potter i grew up on star wars marvel dc i grew up on all that stuff and i i don't see an issue with watching those things but there is a problem with it if it starts becoming like almost your your idol or something yeah. like that because i think you can enjoy like stuff like that you know i think i think every person has grown up with an imagination of you know wanting to fly or do all these cool things that you just cannot physically do but it's important to be able to want to distinguish what's not real and what is real and also 
as much devotion as you're putting into these certain things, you're also putting just as much devotion into the word. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great point, right? Especially if we're talking about your kids, but I mean, it's true to adults as well. The culture, the secular culture um, is hard at work. Um, the spiritual warfare that is out there every day floating around um, is hard at work trying to manipulate you and your heart and, and your actions and, you know, because of that. Um, especially when it comes to your kids, right? If, if you're not engaged in where their heart's at and nurturing that towards the Lord, if you're not doing that, all they're getting is the secular culture. Um, you, you have to war against it. Um, as men, especially, but I mean, as, as Christians in general, like we have to war against it in our families, lives and their hearts. We, we, we have to, because if we don't, we've already lost. Something that just crossed my mind as you were kind of listening off the Harry Potter, Star Wars things. One of the key things that we, we should really, really be careful about. And I think this is a great way that we could guard our hearts, right? When you're looking at any kind of movie, uh, scary, fantasy-based, what wins in the end? Like, so with a lot of horror movies, the theme is good, 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 evil arises, bad arises, and then in the end, evil wins. When you look at the themes for a lot of the stuff that maybe, you know, we were, because I was kept away from Star Wars as a kid, that we were kept away from, it's good triumphs, right? Evil has a season and then good triumphs in the end, which you can see in a lot of different, I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, it, there's, there's those kind of themes, right? Good triumphs in the end. And when we're looking at the kind of movies that we watch, especially around Halloween time, like does good triumph in the end? Like, okay, it's a horror movie or it's kind of a horror thriller, but in the end, like, does definitively good win or does Jason come back from the dead for the 50 millionth time? Um, Spoiler. So I, that's a, that's a kind of in a roundabout way. That's a really good kind of way to measure what we're doing and how we're approaching those things. Um, is good winning in the end. Uh, is your kid okay with being a zombie because they just think it looks cool not because they actually want to be a zombie like to emulate dead or um decay or something like that uh the like lex with the with the witch thing you know uh, just as an example but i think that's a really great way that we can guard our heart like especially with like movie reviews and stuff like that you can know like whether or not it's a um even imdb now is doing like the ratings on like is there a good element in it and does it promote certain things uh, and you can see that but um yeah uh, that's a really good way to measure it i think no absolutely i, I think with all these things we have to be uh, super careful and approach it with grace um something that just keeps popping into my mind is you know when when paul is writing the corinthian church right and he's talking about, you know, the stumbling blocks that we put in, mm -hmm. in front of other believers. And a lot of it revolves around, you know, the eating of that, the clean and unclean meat, right? That was kind of talked about, you know, things there um, in First Corinthians. But, um, you know, we definitely don't want to be oppressive in the way that we approach these things. Because maybe some of our more traditional brothers and sisters in Christ, um, ladies and gentlemen, this was a completely a preference um, for the most part. Again, I think there's a line that you cross on any of these topics yeah. that would be 
obviously sinful. No, you'll know, right? Everything before that, I think we have to approach it with grace. Um, and, and, you know, some, some kids and how they're raised are, are different than how you raise your kids. And that's completely fine, right? The common denominator is our faith in Christ. We're all saved from the same damnation. We're all going to the same place. We are unified in Christendom. Um, and, and, we, and we're all we're all in the love of Christ, right? We're all unified in that way. So how we raise our kids, what we let them watch, what we let them listen to, yes, we should be careful because other, other people's kids maybe don't have the same upbringing or maybe have more tender hearts, and we have to be careful with that. I, you know, we got to be careful. Um, but at the same time, um, it's an individual. It's more of an individual thing of the parental unit um, to look on a kid and say, hmm, Maybe, maybe you can't handle this or maybe you can't. And uh, there's a lot of grace surrounding this whole thing. Um, but there's definitely demonic activity out there. And I, I definitely don't want to go through this podcast without saying, be extremely careful. There is demonic activity out there that is waiting for any chance to, for you to leave that door cracked to come into your life. Um, just be careful. Kind of as we start to wrap it up, I think one of the key things that with a lot of our Truth Nugget episodes, which is what I would call this. Um, Still waiting on that uh, Chick-fil-A uh, brand endorsement. Uh, one, of the key, one of the key scriptures, something that Christ said, uh, just rings out with me every single time we have one of these episodes because a lot of these Truth Nugget episodes are just uh, us sitting around discussing kind of hot topic, traditional things. Um, One of the key things that I want to bring out is it doesn't matter whether you don't let your kids dress up for Halloween or you don't celebrate Halloween and you don't go trick-or-treating. And it doesn't matter if you do let your kids dress up for Halloween and if you do let them go trick-or-treating because at the end of the day, Christ did not say they will know you by whether or not you let your kids dress up for Halloween and go trick-or-treating. What he did say is they're going to know you by the fact that you love one another. So if you let your kids dress up for Halloween, uh, Christian brother or sister, I love you. If you do, if you don't, I, I love you as well. All that we would ask in return is that for those of us that do allow our kids to do that or that do those things, that um, you just love us and show us the same grace that we're willing to show in the other direction. Because at the end of the day, that's how the world's going to know us. And if we start getting divided over these little preferential things like this, then it's it's not a spirit of love that we're that we're showing the world. It's a spirit of close mindedness and antagonistic attitudes. That that's the last thing that we want to portray out there. Um, so let's just be known by the fact that we love one another, and not for a lot of these little preferential things that, at the end of the day, aren't going to be all that important when we're jetted out into eternity because at that point none of that stuff's gonna matter none of this matters no absolutely it's it's i think we arrived at a good place you know i think it's um it's definitely a a, a valuable question to ask right there's so much out there um that is hurtful um but in christendom in the freedom that we have in christ 
I believe it's it's okay to have unity with your family and, and build those traditions mm-hmm. and those memories with your kids. I'm telling you, as as a f- firsthand, I mean, those are the things you're going to remember. Those are the things that uh, are going to keep your family together. The love within Christ that's going to keep your family together. Um, but again, got to be careful. Always got to be careful. Um, any any last thoughts? No, I think that was a great great way to wrap it up, and I think we covered all the all the spectrum. Yeah. Um, from how to treat your kids in this subject to even how to view it as adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, mean, I definitely had some questions. And that was a lot of that stuff was uh, asking for our audience and some personal stuff. Just yeah, like, that's good. What does the Bible say about it? Um, but yeah, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. No, we especially. I mean, we say this every every time when we wrap up. But we we would definitely love to hear um, your opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, how how you grew up around Halloween and what your parents allowed and. And what you do now with your kids um, or in your household, we'd love to uh, see what's all out there. Yeah. Right? How, how do they do that, Tom? So let us know how you feel about Halloween. You can do that in an email at podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org, or you can hit us up on LWBC underscore publications on either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, feel free to comment or send us a message. Uh, either way, we would love to hear from you and we'll get back to you. And do not forget, if you enjoy the podcast, to like and share on whatever platform you listen on. Yep. Absolutely. Well, hey, we, we thank everybody for uh, sticking with us for another episode, a, uh, a spooky version of, uh, of Thinking Well. Uh, we definitely took a plunge in the, uh, the spooky deep well uh, today. But uh, stay safe, everybody. And uh, we will. And yeah, happy Halloween. Um, if you if you are of that persuasion. No. Happy, happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, We love you guys, and we'll be back next week. Bye.